good evening to this to those who are in social media land this is grace and faith fellowship this is minister eric coming to you with our saturday night message we thank you for tuning in to us and listen to the word of god um, we appreciate you taking time out to listen to our message and we encourage you to reach out to us if you have any questions or things that you just want prayer uh, we do have an app which is Grace and Faith Fellowship. You go to your iPhone or your Android, you can download the app and you can get these messages at any time at your convenience. And we know that they're going to be a blessing to you. But I want to continue on this topic. First, um, last week we, we based this topic on the Gospel of John, chapter 4. Um, talking about this Samaritan woman who comes to the well and Jesus meets her at the well and she's thirsty. And she, we see last week we talked about how um, Jesus deals with her as far as her thirst. She's looking at the physical, but Jesus is talking about something deeply. He's talking about spiritual thirst. And so one of the questions I asked last week was, if Jesus told her what you really need, would you listen to him? Um, we're thirsty for a lot of things. We know when the physical, when you're thirsty, you go, whatever you're thirsty of, you go get that drink. And so a lot of us are thirsty for things. You can be thirsty for more than just physical. Um, we look at things in the physical with as a power, with thirsty for uh, significance, uh, importance, you know, having that job, having it. But the question we ask later, is that what you really need? Is that what you really need? And we dealt with Jesus and we're going to deal with that. Jesus talked about a gift that supersedes anything in the natural. Okay. And so therefore we dealt with that last week and said that Jesus told what you really do. You really understand are you searching you if are you trying to feel a spiritual void with a physical thing that you're thirsty for and we dealt with it last week so we're going to continue on that but we're going to attack something else i want to go back and read verse 10 through 14 tonight and 10 through 14 gospel of john chapter 4 Verses 10 to 14, Jesus says, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and I'm reading this from the New Living, New Living Translation. If you only knew the gift God has for you, who you are speaking to, you would ask him and he would give you living water. But sir, you do not have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this was very deep. Where will you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave you this water? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again 
it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Okay, so we see here this conversation that Jesus he continues the conversation to talk to this woman. And so we see that the Samaritan woman is 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 like she's like many people. Um, she has some she has some spiritual knowledge, but it is mostly secondhand, not based on personal experience. She she is curious about Jesus and wants to know what he has to offer. And she's doing the right thing by asking him questions and listening carefully to his answers. So many people, you you may be that person who have some spiritual knowledge. Maybe you grew up in church. Um, you listen, you heard some things. But mostly with this woman, she had secondhand information it wasn't personal experience okay and so therefore maybe you have you want to know the truth because last one last years we dealt with when we read the where well pilot asked the question well what is the truth and a lot of maybe you that person said you know what i want to know the truth maybe you're thirsty for knowledge maybe you want you wants to know you're thirsty for knowledge you want to know the truth and so a lot of times people when they're thirsty they seek out knowledge we we have the worldwide internet now where you can search things and research things. You got all different people saying certain things about different topics and many have different opinions about them. And so you're searching out, but that is secondhand information. It's not based on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, not personal knowledge. Because anytime, remember, what happens when you get secondhand knowledge? It can be you know, mistaken, it can be wrong. Okay, what happens when somebody hears something wrong? Well, you didn't go to the source, and maybe you've experienced it. I know we have, I have. You, you, somebody told you something that wasn't actually truth, and you took it as truth. Okay, and then what happens? You start saying the same thing, which is not true. And what happens? Somebody's feelings get hurt. Or you find out, okay, I got secondhand information. And people get hurt with secondhand information. Sometimes people's lives are destroyed because it was secondhand. They didn't go to the source and get the facts. And see, and this is what Jesus, so this is the same thing with us. So she was curious about Jesus and wanted to know what he had to offer. Maybe you want to know what God has to offer you. Remember, this salvation plan is God is awesome. And so you want to know, but you can't go by secondhand information. Otherwise, she, she was doing the right thing by asking Jesus questions and giving and listening to his answers to the questions. So it's not wrong with having questions. I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with having questions and saying, you know what? I don't know about this. Seek it out. But my question to you tonight is, are you looking at secondhand information? Okay. Secondhand information. You want, God says, I want you to come to me. Okay. I want you to come to me and ask me. Just like the Samaritan woman, she wanted to know the truth. So she was talking to Jesus Christ, 
who is God in the flesh? Who is the one that can give her the answers? So I want to look at Joe. I want to consist. I want to deal with this secondhand information. Okay. Now I want to go to Job chapter 42, verse 5 and 6. This is the last chapter of that book. But most of us, maybe you know the story of Job, where Job was a very successful man. And then God and the devil, Satan, had had a conversation, which he did not know about. And so the enemy ended up attacking Job. And he attacked his body. Job lost everything he had. His wife even turned against him. He lost all his possessions. He lost all his children. Okay. And so the story of Job is that Job was getting secondhand information from his friends. His friends was telling him that, you know what, you must have did something wrong. This is the reason why you're having all these problems. That's why you lost everything. This is why all this trouble is happening to your life because, you know what, you must have did something wrong. So you need to repent, ask God forgiveness, so all this stuff will stop. But if you read the, the book of Job, we find out his friends were wrong. Okay, his friends were totally wrong. But what was what, what the point I'm making is Job was getting secondhand information from his friends. Okay, which was wrong. And then we see here in chapter 42, verses 5 and 6, Job finally, and that's how he finally goes to God and, and, and gets the answer from God. But I want to read 5 and 6. And it says here that this is what Job said. He says, I had only heard about you before. Okay. He said, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show you my repentance. He said, I only heard about you before. So what he was saying, I you, I would get secondhand information. He said, but now I see with my own eyes. So what he's saying, now I that I came to you and got the answers personally, because I'm thirsty for knowledge. I want to know what Joe want to know what was going on, what was happening. Okay, so if you want to know what's going on in your life, you want to know about the things of God. You want to know what God, your purpose, your plan, what God called you to do, or the things that go on in your life, the, some Bible question that you may have, you, you need to go to God. Okay, and I, I want to read this from the um, message um, translation. It makes it very plain in the message training. I love the way it says, and I want to read it to you, how it ties in with what we're talking tonight. And so I want to read it from the message, same verses, chapter 42, book of Job, verses five and six. And listen to what it said. He says, Job says, I admit I once lived by rumors of you. So my question tonight is, is your information, you're thirsty for knowledge, but are your, your, your knowledge of God based on rumors of him? Remember, like I said, last year we talked about that's not in the Bible, where a lot of things we have said in the body of Christ, they're not biblically true. Okay, they're not based on um, sound doctrine. But Job, he says, I, I admit I once lived by rumors of you, but now 
I have it all firsthand. Man, we're talking about secondhand information versus firsthand information. He's on from my own eyes and ear. He says, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll never do that again. I promise I'll never again live on the crust of hearsay. Crumbs of rumors. So he said, I was living off of hearsay. I was living off of rumors of what I heard about God instead of coming to you with my thirst, with my questions, with my concerns and get it from you. Now, let me pause and say something here. Because sometimes people will take this. Sometimes people will take this and say, OK, well, you're saying firsthand. So you and people would take that and say, well, OK, I don't need a church. I don't need to listen to no preacher. I don't need to listen to no Bible teachers because, you know, all I got to do is go to God and see. That's when you're doing what we called this phrase, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Means that, okay, God has anointed men and women of God, teachers to teach the word of God to us. Okay, God always speaks through people. Okay, so I'm not saying you don't need a church. You do need a church home. You do need men and women of God. God has anointed to teach the word to teach us. So, because a lot of times, I've known even believers now who have walked away from the local body and said, well, we don't need no church anymore. All we got to do is go straight to God. Well, that's not Bible. Okay. So we got to keep this in balance. So but what am I saying here? I'm saying we, God wants us to be under men and women of God. But even with them, even with me, okay, go to God and allow the Holy Spirit to give you revelation on what we're saying okay and search the scriptures to find out what we're saying the holy spirit is your is your teacher he will teach you if something is not right then he will reveal it to you and you search out but god will give you the answers that you need so that doesn't mean that you neglect a local body being another pastor or listen to Bible teachers because a lot of things we've taught and they may and any good Bible teacher preacher it's not intentionally trying to teach you wrong but they may miss it they may not fully understand it and I've done that myself I heard George Myers say um don't nobody got it all right okay so we all may miss it at some point but I'm saying that it's it's possible that they may have got it wrong. So what is him saying? Go to God if you're concerned about something or you may hear something different. You say, mm, you know, I never heard it before. You know, seek the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit. Well, if this is true, reveal it to me. Give me the answers. And it may take some time because a lot of things don't happen overnight. But allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. But just don't go on secondhand information. Don't say what well, my pastor said or this and that. Now, your pastor could be wrong or the person that you got it from could be wrong. Your mama could have taught you something which good with good intentions, but they could be wrong. Okay, this is what I'm saying. But I'm not saying reject um, teachers and preachers, men and women of God. God have anointed to teach the word. Don't just throw them away and say, well, I no longer need church and I no longer need to listen to anybody. No, you do need a spiritual leader. But can we be wrong? Absolutely. 
But so what we're trying, what I'm trying to do is to go to God and seek the answers that you need. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you revelation on what they might be saying. And if they're wrong, then you just say, well, okay, they missed it on that area. It doesn't make them bad people. Okay, it just means they may have missed it in the area. Okay. But secondhand knowledge of God leads to misrepresentation of God and ultimately to a misapplication of God's truth. So this is what secondhand, this is how dangerous secondhand information is. You, you're thirsty for knowledge. You want to know God. I know you do. You want, but be careful not to just take secondhand information and go with that. Because it says secondhand knowledge of God leads to a misrepresentation of God. Because what's going to happen if God is misrepresented? And we see so many times people misrepresent God by things, as I talked about the last year we talked about, that's not in the Bible. We misrepresent God by little cliches we have come up with. And that's not the true character of God. Okay. we You got to know his true character. So if God is misrepresented, then what's going to happen? Then ultimately, it's going to lead to misapplication of God's truth. When something is applied wrong, you can't receive the results that God had intended for you to receive. Like we talk about healing and prosperity and deliverance. Well, if your, your knowledge is wrong about God, you're not going to be able to receive the promises. Because the Bible says the promise of God are yes and amen, okay? Yes and amen. Meaning that God wants you to experience his promises that he made available through the finished works of Jesus Christ, okay? He wants you to receive healing. He wants you to receive deliverance while he paid for it, okay? But if your idea, your concept, your knowledge of God is based on secondhand information. It's not, and it's not in line with the word, okay, with the true knowledge of the word, then you're not going to be able to receive what God made available to you. Because I know some of you saying, I thought the same thing. Well, if God want to do it, he's going to do it. And this is this doctrine of sovereignty where God do whatever he want to do when he want to and how he want. And that's a, that definition of, of sovereignty is incorrect. Okay. So God just do what he wants. If he want to heal me, he heal me. If he want to deliver me, he'll heal me. You know, deliver me. If he want to do this, he just do that. God does what he wants to. No. His promises are in the word. And how we um, receive those promises has to be based on true knowledge of the word of God. So if your knowledge is incorrect, if you if you think that God is just using an example if you think God is angry with you every time you sin, Mr. Mark, then you're not going to be able to receive his forgiveness that he made available to you. Okay. If you have misread, if your knowledge of God is wrong. So you're thirsty for God, but make sure that your thirst of God, make sure that thirst is not fulfilled by secondhand information. Go to and ask the Holy Spirit, teach me, reveal to me. If this is true, give me revelation. Show me scriptures to back up what they're saying and make sure that scripture, because a lot of times we have taught things wrong because, 
And there's a lot of things go into when understanding scripture, like the context of the scripture. Um, what covenant were they under when God? Because a lot of things they said on the old covenant, which is the Mosaic covenant, is not true on the new covenant, which is new covenant of grace. So you have to understand all of those things. And there's a lot going to, but what my point is that don't base it on secondhand information like Job did when he got it from his friends and it was mis they, his friends misrepresented God. And what did that do for Job? Because Job had listened to his friend and got wrong information, his truth of God was off. It was inaccurate. And he had to repent and say, okay, you know what? God, I've missed you because I took my information from somebody else who was wrong and I didn't come to you and ask. And what did Jesus say? He says, hey, ask and you shall receive. Ask me, come to me, ask me. I will tell you, I'll give you the correct answer. I will lead you to the right people to give you the right answers to the right things. He'll lead you and direct you. And you have to trust and believe that because God doesn't want you to be wrong about him. He wants you to receive everything he made available to you. So you have to trust that the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside of you, will lead you and guide you. And you receive the truth that God had made available through his word. So we got to be careful of secondhand information. So it's the harder the Samaritan woman press with her questions, the more insight Jesus gives in return. So she presses Jesus for questions and Jesus gives her insight. This is what God wants to do for you. You're thirsty and God wants to give you insight. You may say, well, I'm thirsty for I want to know about my life and what I'm supposed to do and why this happened. Well, God will give you insight. He will give you revelation on those things. She's, she's a, this woman is a great example of what it means to seek Jesus. See, it says, seek ye shall find, knock and the door shall be open unto you. This is, she's seeking Jesus. So my question to you now, I challenge you to seek him. Ask God questions. Well, how do I do that? In prayer. In prayer, you know, I think we I give three examples in prayer, all those things. You seek God. She's gonna say, when you go to Jesus, the source of truth, and do the same as this woman did, you'll get the answers that you need. This is the promise of God. God says, Hey, I'm not gonna leave you, you know, where you don't know. You'll get the answer that you need, but you have to be hungry and thirsty for this knowledge and when you're thirsty for the knowledge of god what did the scripture say that just popped in my head the scripture says they who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled that's that's a promise if you hunger and thirst after right he says you shall that's the beatitudes blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness you shall be filled Okay, so you get the answer. You you have to seek him like this woman did. So you get the answer you need. I want to read. Let's look at First Kings, chapter twenty-two, verse five, and it's pretty simple, just a simple scripture. And it says here, and reading from the New Living Trend, it says, "Then Jehoshaphat added, but first, let's find out what the Lord says." 
man, that's pretty simple but profound. Before we do anything, before I venture out, I'm thirsty for knowledge. Before I'm, you know, I want to do certain things. Maybe you're thirsty for success and all those things. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like I said, it's not what the enemy want to do. He want to take a legitimate need and for you to fulfill it in an illegitimate way. Okay. And so you're thirsty for these things. You're thirsty for success and, and for be financially successful in these things. Well, be like Jehovah, say what the same thing Jehoshaphat says here in First Kings 22 and 5. It says, but first, he says this, but first, let's find out what the Lord says. Let's find out what God has to say about it. Let's find out. I'm thirsty for not. I'm thirsty about the plan for my life. Let me say that way. Because what Jeremiah said, God has a plan for your life. A good plan, a plan of success. Okay, he had a good plan, but before you start taking somebody else's information, it's no wrong with saying listen to people because God speaks through people. But after you hear what they have to say, do like Jehoshaphat and say, "But for okay, let me find out what the Lord says." I hear what you're saying. Even when it comes to Bible, not, I hear what you're saying, but let me let me search the scriptures and find out what the Lord says about him, about this thing, okay, about this, this information. It says, because we have the Bible, we already know that Jesus himself is the living water he tells the woman about, okay? We know that through his death and resurrection on the cross, he has made a way for us to have eternal life. But we tend to forget that he came to do more than that. Jesus wants us to live meaningful, joyful lives here on earth too. So we understand that Jesus came, he died on the cross for our sins. We have been forgiven past, present, and future. He died, and one day we're going to spend eternity with Jesus. But remember, we talked about last week, what is eternal life? And let me read it to you again. Let me go to um, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3. Okay, what, what is eternal life? Verse 3. And it says, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to the earth. So eternal life is more than just going to heaven and spending eternity with Jesus. It is getting to know him. And so Jesus did more than that and just died so you can spend eternity with him. Okay, he wants us to, have, to live meaningful, joyful lives here on earth. It's not just about the sweet by and by, but it's the right now. Okay, and so what's the scripture for that? You go to John. This is the famous scripture, you know, for those who know that word, the gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10. What does it say? It says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the devil's MO. 
Anything in your life that got to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, we know Satan got something to do with that. But it says, but I have come, Jesus says this, that you have may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. One conversion says that you may have life overflow. Okay. That you may have life to the full till it overflows. So what we're talking about life here on earth. He died for more than just you spending eternity with him. Okay. So I know you're thirsty for these things. You know, but God says, hey, through him, he will give he will give you these things. He will give you these things. But so but just don't leave it. See what what we do is we have given given this salvation packing. We limited just forgiveness of sins and missing hell. But I'll come to I tell you tonight that sound what Jesus died for, what Jesus paid for is more than just missing hell. He died for your prosperity. He died for your healing. He died for your relationships with your family, through your spouse. He died for all of those things. You know, prosperous in every. He says, uh, Paul says, I pray that you prosper and be in good health, even as you're sober. He prayed, he died for your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being. He paid for all of that. And you may be asking the question, why am I not receiving all these things that you said you paid for? Well, maybe you're basing it on secondhand information. Maybe your idea of God, as Job did, was is based on secondhand information. But be like the Samaritan woman, go to Jesus and get your answers. She was thirsty. She didn't realize what she was thirsty for. But when Jesus, when Jesus began to reveal to her, hey, he said, if you drink of this water, he says, you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again. And so life is more than just about uh, dying and missing hell. Jesus paid for more than that. He paid for your whole, the whole man, body, soul, and spirit. And so Jesus tells the Samaritan woman that the water he offer will become a spring of water well enough to eternal life. We, we tasted the living water of Jesus when we accepted his gift of eternal life. So we've tasted it. That living water becomes a deep well when we make an intentional effort to grow closer to Jesus through prayer, Bible study, and obedience. So, okay, Jesus, we taste them. When you receive Jesus, you got that living water. He said, you'll never thirst again. But you got to be, it's our love is, you got to be intentional. He said, that living water becomes a deep well when you make an intentional effort to grow closer to Jesus through prayer, Bible study, and obedience. All three of those things are necessary to grow this relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't neglect neither one of them. This is this is how we grow. This is how this thing where we talking about this water springing up where you will never thirst again. This is how we get fulfilled through the knowledge of God. And how do we do that? Through prayer, through Bible study, and through obedience to Him. 
when you study and obey his word, you, you will be fulfilled. See what, let me say this. What the world defines success is different from what God says is. See, we, we tend to look at success based on the world's standard or what success is. Okay. But I challenge you tonight to go to God and find, okay, what does success look like in my life? What does it look like? And success doesn't always mean a bunch of stuff, a bunch of material things. You, you may be trying to get a bunch of material things to fulfill your thirst. And you're still coming up thirsty. You still feel unfulfilled. You still feel incomplete because what? You haven't found that person, that spouse, that person be married. You may feel unfulfilled. You know, and does God want you had it? Absolutely. But if you're looking for those things to complete you, then I come and tell you, you're going to be disappointed because only God can complete you. Only, only he can be enough for you. When the world's off you things and it doesn't work out, he has to become more than enough. So we see it. So we, this is how we, 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 you get, it's intentional. It's an intentional effort. Relationship, we understand, don't happen by mistake. I always say that. Even the natural relationship does not happen by mistake. It is intentional. If you're going to be close to your spouse or you have a close friend, a girlfriend, you know, your, your, your homie, it is intentional. You spend time with that person. You, you make time for that person. You have conversations, okay, with each other to know what the dislikes and likes are. And that's the same with God. You have to get to know him and spend time through prayer, Bible study, and most important, whatever you hear from him, whatever his word says, you be consistent at being obedient as to what he says. So this, this, this well, it wells up in us and spills over in, in a way that, offer, that others can't help. But notice when we allow ourselves to become utterly dependent on on him for everything. See, it says this this well announced it overflows. So what happened when when the overflow? People can see, people will take notice that there's something different about you. Okay, something different about you. And people take notice when you it says when you allow others to become utterly, when you allow ourselves, excuse me, to be utterly dependent on him for everything. That's what we talked about in Bible study on Thursday, how the Bible says, if you want to enter into the kingdom, you must become a little child. Well, what does that mean? A child is so dependent on their parents, on their father to provide for them, their every need. Okay. And so this is what happens. You're thirsty for things. Well, I'm challenging you to develop this relationship with Jesus Christ so that he can and be as a little child where you become dependent on him to meet your every need. He will fulfill that thirst that you have. This well, it, it'll overflow. This it'll overflow into other areas of your life that you need fulfillment in. 
as you intentionally apply yourself to grow into the word of God. And it'll overflow into all the areas of your life that you need fulfillment, that you need healing in, that you need deliverance in. That thirst will be, Jesus wants to fulfill that thirst. So this is what I think, this is what we're talking about tonight. So be like the Samaritan woman. Go to Jesus and get your answers. Not secondhand information. Don't just take people's word for things. And that means even your pastor, leadership, don't just go to God and says, Lord, I need, I heard what you said. I believe this is true, but you revealed it to let your Holy Spirit reveal this to me. Reveal to me how to fulfill this thirst, how to quench this thirst in my life. Reveal to me who you are. Reveal to me what you want me to do. Because I maybe you you I challenge you fulfill you feel unfulfilled in the area, and you're thirsty. You're thirsty. Even you're a believer, you're thirsty. And you say, you know what? I'm I'm thirsty now. I feel you have lack in that area. And I come to you, Jesus can fulfill that thirst area if you go to Him. And get the answers. Because why? He is the source of truth. He is the one that has the answers to all the questions that you have. He is the only one that can ultimately fulfill that thirst that you have in your life. So I challenge you tonight. So let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every ear that's listening right now, God. I thank you. I speak to that person right now who's thirsty for knowledge, God, who's um, basing their life on second information. But God, I thank you for revelation flowing in their life right now as they study your word, as they hear this message, that they will go to your word and they will begin to seek you for answers. And God, you said we seek you, that you will be found, that we seek you for answers. And we believe that promise. So I gotta thank you for giving them the answers that they need as to who you are and who they are in you. That we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That we are uh, the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Those are the some of the things, God, that you said that we are. But I pray, God, that you will give them super divine revelation on who they are so that they may walk in it and God and fulfill the thirst that's in their life that needs to be fulfilled. God, let them understand that you are the only one. I, I take authority over the enemy who's giving them secondhand information and God and, and allowing you to be misrepresented through some erroneous knowledge, wrong knowledge, but God give them revelation of who you are and who you've called them to be. And I speak that right now. I thank you, God, for putting people in their path that will speak the truth in love and let them know 
who you really are. And I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you again for allowing us to come into to your homes or wherever it is, your cell phones, your devices, to speak to you the word of God. And we will be back with you again next week on another installment of Thirst. We continue with this um, in this chapter, John cap, chapter John chapter 4. And that dream, we're going to go through and just deal with this whole story about thirst and how Jesus fulfilled this woman's thirst. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you once again, and bye-bye.